Lori here, and welcome to the Awakening Moments podcast. Grab a cup of tea and let's spend some time together. My co-host Rhonda and I are ordained ministers working together at Life Center Church. We are leaders, wives, moms, and longtime friends. In this podcast, we hope to share some meaningful moments from our lives, everything from lessons we've learned the hard way or how to rise up in the midst of obstacles and insecurities. We will encourage you to take risks and remind you that you are deeply loved and completely worthy. Let's awaken life's most amazing moments together. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Yeah, you had a good day. Podcast again. Ooh, it's always a good day when it's a podcast day. It is. We love it. We (laughs) love our time. Yeah, it's so fun. So, how's your week been? What's been going on? Well, it's been a great week. I have a funny story to start with. Oh no, what happened? Start with a funny story. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, Jay and I have been talking about our budget quite a bit. So we, you know, with our girls and as we're growing and sports, we're continually having to sharpen our budget because they're getting more expensive and what they're doing. And I'm speaking to many parents speaking out here anyway. So I had a little bit of like a panic because we revisit our budget and how we really need to tighten even more as we're allowing our girls to take on more opportunities. And then I quickly realized that the two pairs of shoes (laughs) I just bought on the visa, I was going to have to return. And so (laughs) before Jay got the visa bill and said, what are these? And (laughs) you know, instead of saying that that was part of our budget, like part of my hilarious, (laughs) I might've, you know, quickly grabbed them out of the corner of the closet where they were tucked under a bunch of clothes that Jay never saw. And I put them in my truck only this morning to have to change vehicles. And Jay's like, oh, I'm going to take your truck today. Realizing the two shoes he doesn't know I bought I had to run to the car, like quickly grab the keys and throw them into Jay's car. So he didn't see them in the truck so I could return them later on today. Oh, so my gosh. That's kind of my funny story. Okay, that's hilarious. <laughs> oh, isn't it funny that at, okay, you've been married for how long, how old you are, and you still feel like you have to hide things? Seriously, <laughs> I know. And he's having the budget talk. I'm like, shoot, I guess there's no room in the budget for the two shoes I just bought. All the, all the, all you can awesome. think about is the shoes. Yes. Oh, what Sacrifices. a bummer. What a bummer. But oh. he's going to know now that I bought them because I was hoping to return them. He'll, hopefully I'll return them by the time he hears this podcast. Oh. They're still sitting in my truck. I'm trying to justify how I can work them in. Maybe take some of the grocery money. <laughs> Our kids eat really bad for a week. <laughs> yeah. So maybe I could this somehow justify. Too good. Maybe I could justify the budget, like oh food part gosh. of the budget. Because seriously... You know what's hilarious? Okay, so Jay does our budget too. Okay. And, but on top of that, he notices everything. Like if I get something new, if I put on a new, like even just a new t-shirt or a top, like he notices everything. So I can't even sneak, like, you know, if I have some extra cash around something or whatever, I can't even sneak something in. Cause he'll, as soon as I, as soon as I go to wear something new, he will, he'll be like, Oh, is that what are new? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, Oh, where, when did you get that? I, 
think our two J's are the same. Okay, this is the so? question of the hour. Do you round up or round down? Like, when you bu- or do you say you bought on sale? Like, how do you? Just I always <laughs> round down. Of course, I Me always do. Like, like the other day, I was where I I got a sweater for four dollars. It was no. on. Yeah, it was. It is really cute, and it was like one of those on the sale rack, seventy five percent off. That's amazing. The sale rack, so it came up to four bucks in the in the cash. Well, obviously, obviously, I'm gonna buy it because even if I only wear it once, like it's worth it. <laughs> four dollars yeah that's like a coffee's more than that no, that's Starbucks. Crazy. Yeah. yeah but anyways but no no I totally round down I'd be like oh yeah this was only you know whatever but I mean you know it is what it is I'm kind of like I'm kind of like about money or about buying things oh I don't know if I should I don't know really. it's like, <laughs> I know. do our husbands listen to our podcast uh, well they're not <laughs> listening to this one <laughs> we'll not let them this will oh, let them know. know there's nothing new nothing oh, new to listen to <laughs> so funny look oh, at us gosh. like afraid to say things oh, so much. no but like I, you know I definitely if I really want like if I really want to get something and I've already spent all my spending money <laughs> I, I, your slush money. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> I just, uh, you know, I mean, I, I just get it and then deal with the consequences. <laughs> but I'm not really a spender actually. Oh. Like I'm really not like, I'm not really like a crazy spender. I, I have to spend more of the money just because I do do the groceries. I do like buy everything for the kids and all of that stuff, but I'm not really a spender. It's just not really in my nature. And you know what we're doing this month? We're doing just, it's not really having to do with anything else, but we just decided um, that the month of October was going to be, um, we're going to practice the discipline of frugality. So we're actually doing a month where we don't do any extra spending whatsoever on anything that's not a necessity. So there's no, like no shopping, there's no, like no eating out at all, no, like nothing that's extra, no Starbucks, no nothing extra for one month. And then we'll take some of what we save from not spending and we'll sew it into something. So that's, yeah, we just, just as a part of, that's amazing. Yeah. Just as a part of like practicing all of the different kind of spiritual disciplines that there are, we like to practice different ones that are, you know, fasting is very common or prayer or Bible reading, but we like to pull in some of the ones that are less common and just throw them into our rhythm. And so, yeah, so for a month, we're just going to we're just gonna do that and that's not easy I mean it's it's fine it, it's it's totally oh. fine well I'm the spender okay yeah okay Jay's not but I'm the spender okay now I also buy everything for the kids and birthday gifts and right but I also love like new clothes new shoes I like my nails done I am the spender for sure okay and Jay the same he watches the account like crazy so we pay ca- like cash okay so sometimes if I've run out of my money, I try to somehow get away with using some of the grocery money without Jay knowing. <laughs> no, that's bad. I'll be like, yeah, they didn't have any of that. No, I don't really lie, but I just won't. I'll really try to slip Omit. like a 50 or like just kind of see if anyone notices. That's terrible. But seriously, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. it's got to come from somewhere. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it is a thing, right? It is and a money, thing. Like money is one of those subjects that were there for, I think for a lot of people, like there's a lot of shame around the area of, of money and finances. And, and it's a weird thing, you know, like you, you walk up to someone, a stranger that you don't know, and you would say, Hey, what's your name? What do you do? You know, you ask personal questions, but no one 
in all of history would ever ask, how much money do you make? It's like, it's like taboo for any, like, don't you agree? It's so true. Like, do you ever hear people talk about how much money they make? No, not unless you're making minimum wage. Like it's a, yeah. <laughs> unless you're a college you're student gets their first job. They're like, I'm com- now making 40000 or whatever, 50000 yeah. I used to make. Yeah, yeah, but no, you're right. It's not something that you just, we would not ask somebody. You'd never ask somebody that. No. And people don't volunteer that information. It's very personal. It is. And private. But I almost think it's because there's a lot of shame around it, right? Like what if you make too little and that's embarrassing? Or what if you make too much and then you, I don't know what, I don't, I don't know what is that's also shameful somehow. I, I, I know it's true. Have your kids ever asked you how much you make? Um, I think my kids have. And I they, was like, that's none of your business. Not probably not the right, but I'm like, that's not something you need to know. Yeah, totally. Yeah. We've never told our kids no. either because they also don't have a grid for what that even means. No. Right. So like you just throw a number out there and then what, what does that, what does that mean in the context <laughs> yeah, of, you exactly. know, to them, they'd be like, what? Oh my gosh. Because yeah, they're making 14 bucks an hour at, yeah. you know, which is by the way, unbelievable minimum wage. I have to say, what was your, what, what were you paid at your very first job? Oh, I, I can't remember. Do you remember? I think my first, I think minimum wage was four sixty-five. Oh, when I started working, mine might've been five. Because I'm younger than you. I'm quite a bit younger than you. <laughs> Good try. <laughs> well, I am younger. Uh, not by not much. By much though. Okay, whatever. Yeah. yeah. But isn't that crazy? Yeah. Not that we're speaking about. But then I think about when we, you and I used to cherry pick. Oh. <laughs> and oh. like, <laughs> oh we're laughing. I, th- I think we made like a dollar a basket. Not even, was it? No, I think it was a dollar a basket. I think it was a dollar a basket. And we maybe made in an entire day, like $11 or something. Yeah. And the baskets were huge. Yeah. And we'd have to climb these trees. Yeah. yeah. So when I'm thinking about what the kids, like, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. And we thought that was really good. We were like, rolling Like if the we dough. went home with like a 20 <gasps> for a day's worth of work. Yeah. And that we're talking like eight, nine hours. Okay. So just to put this in context, like I know this doesn't sound real, but this actually happened. Like when Rhonda and I were, I think I was 13. She was 12 years old. Two little girls. Our parents would drop us off at the Dairy Queen. Our parents are going to be mortified to hear this. They are outside the Dairy Dairy Queen, uh, the local Dairy Queen. And with uh, so it was where the unemployment office was. Yes. Did you know that that's that was the unemployment no. office? No, I didn't know that. So we got dropped off there at six o'clock in the morning and farmers would drive up to the unemployment office and all these people would be waiting outside and they would come and they would put people in the back of their trucks. Yes. And pick them up and bring them to their farms wherever they were. Yeah. And you would work on the farm for the day and then they'd bring you back at the end of the day. And so we would go and we'd wait. And, and there's no cell phones. No. Nobody knew what farm we were no. on. No. As long as we were together. I think our parents, now our poor, that was like normal back then. We just want to preface this. Like I mean, well. Maybe no, I, normal. Maybe. Ish. <laughs> like it was a thing, but that's, oh my. I know. That's insane. That's insane. Anyways. So yeah. So we used to go cherry pick with, and we had a little group of friends with us. It was yeah. hilarious and so fun. We'd laugh all day long. Yeah. Pick cherries, eat way too many. It was, it was bad. We'd eat way too many cherries. So bad. <laughs> like when you think of, yeah, it was, yeah. Not good. Not good. <laughs> On no, the no. farm. Yeah. No bathrooms. Like no. it was terrible, but, but fun. We had a great time and yeah, okay. we did this in the summers, made a bit of money and we thought it's we were It's kind of a like, crazy story though. When we actually start thinking about like our daughters are not that much older than that. 
like 12 and 13 and we were these little cute little German blonde girls like standing there. Oh my innocent goodness. we we wouldn't even know where we'd land oh like my goodness. that's crazy i think I, my mom i've told my mom that story a few times like i can't believe mom like, that you, you let thinking? me and she's like what was i thinking i don't even know how so, we even allowed that to happen I know. but back then you were just trusting trusting trusted everybody yeah, yeah. we're talking about yeah. the 80s here totally you know? totally okay all right okay, we're, we're off, off we're off track, track. that's a track. funny story okay. so let's 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 go back onto money for a minute so like okay. when you think about even how you were raised what were like what were what was it like in your house around money? Like was, you know, did your parents talk about money? Was there like an, I, I don't know. Was it, was it scarce? Was it, was there abundance? Was it, how, what, how did you feel as a child growing up around money? Yeah. My parents never talked about money. Okay. They didn't really, we knew that my dad provided debt was not an option. That was said, like okay. you buy what you have, like okay. if you have money for it in cash, okay. you know, come from a European family. That was very important. Okay. Um, I don't remember a lot of credit cards or we were, you know, a, sing, a single income family. My mom was a stay at home mom. So young, I just remember when I was at that age, like young thinking I've got to work, which is a really good thing. My dad was very much about, you know, if you want something, this is what we're going to give you. I do remember that at school time we would go shopping and I've always been like loved shopping. I, as long as I can remember, loved shoes, loved shopping, loved new clothes. So for me, I remember my dad saying, this is as much money we have for back to school shopping. And I remember as a little, like 12, 13 thinking, how can I make more money to get some of the name brands I want? So it was very much not, we never did without, but there was never the luxuries. But I mean, every birthday, every Christmas, my parents would save up for those big and really, oh my goodness, they were awesome. But during the year, I just remember it was much more moderate. So money was about moderation and minimal. Like you get what you need and uh, what you need will provide for. And it was always nice, but not above and beyond. But never really talked about budgeting, tithing, not really, not until I was older. Um, I think back then it was just, they were newer Christians too. And this, they were first generation Christians. So they were trying to figure out how that all worked. My parents were very principled. I know my dad tithed. I remember seeing him write his tithe checks. Like I very much knew my dad was tithing. That was very important, giving to the church, you know, looking after his family. And, uh, but as far as coaching us on how to do those things, I don't remember a lot of conversations. So when Jay and I got married, we pretty much had to figure things out ourselves. We always believed in tithing. So I, I really remember my parents more so when I was in university and working summer jobs, when I was making a lot more money, them saying, you know, it'd be a very good idea about tithing and talked about it then, but it was just kind of left to me to kind of tithe. Right. And then, but Jay and I, we got together. It was very much non-negotiable right from the beginning. Right. It was something we both felt very convicted about, about tithing and that that was important. But really, as far as budgeting and all of that, we had to figure things out and we made a lot of mistakes. Hmm. We really did a lot of things well too. We bought our first house by ourselves. We were really on our own. So when we got married, our parents really enabled us to really be independent financially, emotionally, to go for it. And we kind of just had to figure it out, but not really a lot of coaching around money, which looking back would have been really helpful. And not that they withheld. I think we just, they probably figured we would figure it out. We had two good heads on our shoulders. Like we both were, mm -hmm. had a lot of common sense. Yeah. But how about for you? 
Uh, yeah, no, I mean, grew up in a single, well, for the most part, single income household as well. Mom was a stay at home mom. Um, for most of my years when I was about 16, I think she got a job, uh, for the first time. Actually, I think your mom got a job around the same time, Mm -hmm. like later Mm -hmm. when Mm -hmm. we were older. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, and there was five children, there were five children. So like, it was definitely things. So the, I guess the, the overall feeling in the house was that there was never enough, right? It was just a feeling. Although when I look back as an adult, you know, you know, we moved from a small house to a big house. We had two or more cars in the driveway. There was a pool in the backyard. You know, my parents were incredible with money. The way that they could stretch a dollar was just unbelievable. But my mom, you know, she would do the hard work of even like saving her milk bags and reusing them, right? Like everything was recyclable, reusable. Um, you weren't going to waste money on baggies when you could reuse things that were already in the house, things like that. So they were very um, wise and very good with their money. But there was this idea, or and maybe it was a stress that my parents actually felt, but of there never being enough. So I can remember, I think, as I grew up and got married, I kind of brought this idea into into my marriage or, or into uh, this idea around finances of well, there's just never going to be enough. Like there's never going to be enough. No matter what you, how much you have, there never will be enough. And Jay and I too have gone through lots of different ebbs and flows over, you know, in our finances, learned a lot of things over the years around money um, that have been, well, lessons learned by failing. (laughs) Lessons learned by, you know, the hard way. Um, you know, around money, whether it was getting in a lot of debt early in our marriage, um, you know, and a lot for us at the time was just literally that debt we couldn't pay back. I mean, I remember a season where our bank account, when we would get the, get our paycheck would bring our bank account back to zero. Mm -hmm. Like you're Mm -hmm. living in overdraft so much so that when you get paid, you're back at zero, like, oh, that's demoralizing. Like Mm -hmm. that's really, really hard. Mm -hmm. And you know, I know for a lot of people that's, that's how they live. Like it's a, it's a reality of a difficult time and we had to learn how to live within our means and we had to learn how to like cut back and not always be so spontaneous to do whatever we wanted whenever we wanted and, uh, and put some disciplines in place in our life that allowed us to do better in our finances. But that wasn't the last time that we, that we failed. We made other mistakes along the way and learn and grew through them and, and, uh, and we continue to do so, but, but we're entering into an extremely expensive time, probably the most expensive time, I guess, of parenting life, you know, with kids with tuition, you know, post-secondary education, it's like multiple children entering into that season, um, you know, drivers, drivers in the house, insurance, like, you know, cell phones, every child has a cell phone. Like it's beyond, beyond expensive. Right. So Mm -hmm. for, for us, like months like this, where we just do the, do the discipline of a practice of frugality, like it's also just a reminder about what is important. What, what really do we really need? Where have we habitually started to spend on things that don't, don't really matter? Like where's money being wasted? And it really helps to show, show us those things. No, that is so good. And it is something that you just continually revisit. Cause I know for Jay and I, once a year, you know, we have done budget talks and, but I find as the girls are getting older and as expenses are rising, it's a, it's occurring much 
all more often because we're, we're realizing, oh my goodness, now there's an additional tournament. Now, now my kids are not in university like yours are moving into that, but you know, sports is, I feel like it's a tuition. Oh wow. my goodness, both wow. of them. And so I feel like as the girls are, you know, it's requiring more of a sacrifice time and financially. And it is strenuous when you realize like our jobs are, you know, Jay is also in finance. So you feel the responsibility. We do feel that responsibility. We want to practice what we preach too. Um, and so that constant, you know, even that <laughs> me being honest, there's times I'm like, I'm sick of this. I'm going to go buy these two new shoes. I want. And then I hide them to think, Oh, will that be okay? <laughs> Jay in a good mood. And I realized, no, our budget can't take it right now. I yeah. could spend it. And that's absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I could spend it. And Jay would be like, okay, but well, he probably wouldn't say, okay, he'd be like, Rhonda, seriously. But at the same token, I realized there's bigger things that you start to just weigh out. Yeah, I could yeah. do this. And pro- years ago, I definitely, not even just years ago, like we're constantly having to say, no, we can't do that anymore. We got to scale back again. And again, there'll be mm-hmm. years where we can let go more. Yeah. But right now, like you said, it's actually come to this funnel yeah. where most of our money is funneling a certain way. And uh, it's hard. I feel like even that, it's hard for me. I, I don't like that. And when I think, you know, back growing up, as much as like my parents taught me amazing work, work ethic and, you know, they were fantastic, like your parents with money. I When I look back at our lives, we never did without. And we had a smaller family than you. So I, I didn't feel that same strain in that way because the larger your family, oh my goodness, I can't even imagine. But I do feel that what I carried into our marriage was for myself, and this is also my personality, is the harder I work, the more I can actually have for myself. And so it's triggered during different parts of our marriage, whether it's been a transition for Jay and we've had to really scale back um, where he started a new job or we've had to, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah, it just changes, yeah. Changes in life. And I feel like we're in this new season again. It brings out this thing like, really? Like I'm restrained. I I can't just get some of the things I like to get. And I work so hard and it, this is all going for something else. And I feel like it's an interesting place in my life that God uses. It actually has nothing to do with money. Right. Because when I actually sit back, I am so happy. Well, not always in the food bill. Let's be truthful. Oh my goodness. Right. Like some of the things I'm like, seriously, or other things that come up in the expenses or equipment or like with their sports, I'm like, ah, another thing we have to purchase. But when I sit back and I think of the opportunities providing, whether it's secondary education, whether it's sport opportunities, I'm so thankful and we're happy to do this. But in the moment it triggers this feeling like, I'm restrained from doing something I want to do. Wow. It's about what I, and it becomes yeah. a pride, a me. Yeah. I'm entitled to this. I work hard. I want to be able to have that freedom and that flexibility. Something's being taken from me. Right. So it's actually not even about money because if I look at things in my life, the money conversations, when I get the most heated in a budget, and I actually don't get mad. I actually just shut down because I feel like you're going to somewhere where I feel like I want something. I want to be able to have freedom. I don't want to be restrained in this. And it's not, the money triggers a deeper feeling of like I've being something's being taken from me. Right. But actually I'm giving something. Wow. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, that is. Because I'm giving something to something that's more important. Like we're prioritizing. Yeah. But it's bringing up this feeling of I'm being robbed of something. Right. That I have to give something. I have to give up something. Right. 
Yeah. Or you're taking advantage of somehow or you're, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's very interesting. It's an interesting thing with money that it can trigger. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. And I, and I do think like, I do think money is, it's like this outward natural representation of something much deeper and much bigger that goes on in our life. Like it triggers something more personal and more deep. That's not like it's not about money because more money wouldn't solve the exactly. heart issue, right? Exactly. So it's like if I gave you a million dollars, that wouldn't solve the the struggle in the heart of, you know, of whatever it is that that, that we wrestle with, you know? And for me, I, I, I just have this sense in this season particularly that like God is putting his finger in my life on issues of scarcity and issues of lack and I don't know if they're specifically related to money, um, I, I, or if if money's a trigger of those things, or if they're related to even the mindset of the never enough, you know, just this this sense or feeling of never enough. But I know that this idea of scarcity and lack it is moving into other parts of my life, like, and and I'm I'm actually not a hundred percent sure of all of the areas that it's affected or maybe the better word is infected Mm. because, um, but I do sense like God, I just sense God pulling me towards understanding more about what is actually available in him, that there's no scarcity and lack in him at all in any way. In fact, he's abundant. He's abundant in love and abundant in joy and abundant in providing everything that we have need of from natural provision to spiritual provision. And so wherever there's this sense of lack or not enough, that literally something is robbing us that is not from God. Like it's like God has the endless millions, you know, and and money, again, it's not the money, but the unending amount of whatever we need and yeah yet we're we, we get stuck in in feeling like we don't have what we need or we, we don't have enough or you know or even the ways that I withhold love from people um, that I love you know that I'll preserve somehow think I need to preserve how much I can give or how much I can serve or how much like do you know you know what I mean? I like so it's, hear you in that. Anyways, it's I don't know for me specifically, but I feel like yeah, it's deep. I feel like there's a deep yeah a space that God just wants to heal and set free and help me to know and understand Him as in the abundance that He wants to bring me and what comes with that. Like I love the that fruitfulness of His Spirit and the manifestation of the fruit of His Spirit in our lives, and I think like signs and wonders and and the power of the Holy Spirit through us. Like I think all of that is what is hindered when we live out of scarcity and lack. And uh, so yeah, so it's it's interesting this topic of money, although it feels like such a ah uh, just it's this representation. It represents something that I think is so much deeper. For every single one of us, which is, again, it brings us back to like, why is there so much shame and secrecy around money, you know, around debt, around spending or not spending or being wise or not being wise or how much do you make or how little do you make or like, it's, I don't know, it's all around this, like this scarcity and this. And I think it's exactly like the scarcity, the money, it, it is so true when you're saying it's not actually about the money. It actually has nothing to do with the money. No, no. 
And the more, like, as you're talking, I'm just sitting here. Cause even like we were talking last week about Jay and I, we had this once again, rebudgeting. And that's when that whole thing about, mm-hmm. you know, today I realized yeah, yeah, your, your shoes. My shoes. and I forgot to add that I lost a receipt. Oh no. I found it. Oh, but there, there might've been panic for like maybe my I'm stomach get turned. <laughs> I'm totally, you know, and he, anyways, I'll be telling the story tonight. So totally, I will confession. No one has totally. to go and tell Jay about this. It's so oh, funny. Yeah, so it's all good. So by the time this is aired, he'll, it'll all be good. But anyway, cause, <laughs> but when we were talking about the budget and I knew like we had, we're, we're sharpening it again and we're getting way tighter with it again. And this whole feeling we were talking about, um, the lack for me, it was like that robbing. And I realized like, why it's way deeper than what I even understand right now Mm -hmm. that God is Mm -hmm. doing. And Mm -hmm. I feel like in many other areas of my life, God is, it's seeping in the same thing. I feel like the timing of this talk of generosity is so sovereign because it's really about my life becoming less of my own. Yeah, It's becoming less of my own, decreasing as he increases Mm -hmm. his plans that my money is not mine. But what's deeper than that is like, what those feelings are, are not to be mine. God does not want me to hold on to, this is mine. I think of that that story of the fish and the loaves when Jesus fed the 5,000. 5,000, right? Yep. <laughs> Just making sure. 4,000 4, and 5,000. Okay, There's I know. Two. There's a couple There's of them. That's stories. why I'm like, yeah. I think it was 5,000. Yes. Yeah. But the loaves, and it took a little boy to come forward with his lunch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. God didn't need his lunch, but it really was that test. I believe every time I read that story, I'm always struck that it was a little boy that comes up. Wasn't like all the multitudes coming and putting all their food together. This little guy was willing to give the little he had. Yeah. And, and the other thing that's crazy about that is that he gave all of it. Like he didn't, he he didn't give one of the fish and two of the loaves. Like he gave all, he didn't hold back a little for himself, which even if he did, that would have been fine, but he didn't like, and that's the point of the story too, right? Like just that the whole thing, yeah. the whole, like everything he had to give, he brought. That's exactly it. And it wasn't about the amount to God, just like it's not about the money. It wasn't about the fish and the loaves. It was about the heart. And so exactly we're stringing it back to the heart. Where's my heart of surrender? Do I trust God enough to say like, what am I, am I willing to give this up? If it's even things I love. Am I willing to allow you to get, to give this up? And is there entitlement in me? Is there pride control? Absolutely. And this is what it's hitting on. Yes. And so God's going deeper with pride control, all of that, all of that, all of it. And cause it's in all my life. Yeah. And so when I have these money conversations with Jay and I feel this shutdown, it's really me saying, I don't want to be controlled. I don't want to give up what I don't willingly want to give up. But yeah. is that the Christian walk? No. And God's using that right now in my life. I feel like there's so many things that God is exposing in other areas to say, Are you, do you trust me with that? Yeah. Can you give that up? Yeah. And so anyway. And how often do we say, you know, how often do we say, I trust you, God? Like I do, I trust you. And how many things we trust him with. But then all of a sudden there's these parts of our lives, there's these areas where we're like, oh, like, no, I actually don't. Like yeah. I actually yeah. don't because here I'm actually withholding a part of this. I don't want you to have this. And whatever we've got our, our, our fists, you know, tight gripped on, like we're not actually free to have. In fact, those kinds of things that we hold back, they actually have a hold of us. Like yes. it's, we we're not, whatever we're not free to give, we're actually, those things have a hold of us. And I just, yeah, I, I sense God is, God is really working on that in my, in my life and talking to me about that. And it's, Ooh, 
I know it's quite it's something. A, it's amazing, but it's I yeah I feel like it weaves into a lot of areas of my life that that I just want. I want that revelation. And it's that amazing. Freedom. Yeah, it's amazing when there's a squeeze. Whenever time there's a squeeze or restraint, what comes out of us? Right. You know, right. it's that old. Anytime you squeeze something or restrain something, right. it's amazing. Right. What actually comes out. Right. And I feel like God's maybe putting a squeeze and restraining because actually freedom is restraint. Yes. That's yes. a whole other talk. I yeah. feel like that could be a whole other podcast in itself. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's God's restraint. It's us restraining our flesh to be free in our spirit. You, right. you can't be unrestrained in both and have freedom. It, no. it won't work. No. And no. so I feel like God is, it's like a squeeze on my flesh. That's yeah. exactly what's happening. It's a squeeze and he uses money. And generosity, as we're talking about that, it's not even just about money for, like you're saying, it could be in relationships. It could be, you know, generous with your time. Sometimes it's easy to write a check and give money, but you're not willing to give your time. You're not willing to serve or you're, you're only serving in certain areas because that's below you. Yeah. It's amazing what generosity, it's not yeah. just, it's talent, time, treasure. It's all of it. Yeah. You're gifting. You might be withholding your gifting because of insecurity and you're not being generous with it out of fear. All of it. It's not just money, but money has a funny way that conversations of money have a funny way of actually pulling revealing. out, re- revealing something deeper. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And every time I have that moment, like when Jay and I talk about wow. budgeting, people must, because he does a lot of talks on budgeting. Yeah. He has a much easier way. Me, I just, I feel like it puts me in like a, like a, a like a tight coat. Like I get restrained by it instead of being like, wow, we're going to be more free in this other area yes. or to be able to do this in the future. Yes. I feel in the moment, the squeeze, and I can't stand that feeling. Mm. And so even that last conversation, it was like immediately I felt the Holy Spirit say, like, you got to return the shoes. Like, I know it sounds funny on this podcast, but in my life, it was a little bit of a wrestle. Like, I had him in the closet for a little bit. Yeah, you're not sure. I wasn't you're, sure. You're trying to work it out. I was trying to work it out in my mind. Like, how many <laughs> grocery bills could I slip and got to, you know, but it really was really. this squeeze to say, yeah. like, how much, how, what is it really getting to? It's actually not about the shoes. It's mm-hmm. not about the money. It's mm-hmm. actually about me withholding, about me not really coming being accountable yeah really but we actually strip it back and i wanting what you want wanting what i want when i want it and that is that's hard right that's even hard for me to say out loud because yeah well i mean listen (sighs) i think i think we all like that about myself yeah but we can all relate like we can all relate we all have that part of us and it shows up in lots of different ways it shows up in every single one of us in different ways because we all do want what we want yeah whatever it is that we want we want it and so we do what we need to do to get what we want. But it's, I think God is asking us to submit all of those wants. Are those the things that he wants for us? And the truth is that he has something so much greater for us in store than I think we can even imagine because we're so focused on all of these things that we want. Yeah. You know? So I think what I'll do because God has something better in store is I will return them and put them on my Christmas list. <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's no, but right it is the squeeze and the restraint of god mm-hmm. is his mercy and grace to deal with deeper heart issues and so those listening if you're having trouble talking about money find someone that can coach you but it is okay like it's normal sometimes you look at we compare it's true we look at other people that maybe have it so together they may be really great with their money but they're not generous in other areas yep they might have complete control and be able to get everything lined up and feel like they are have real freedom in their finances, but they may, that's not 
like it's not just about finances. No. Generosity goes into so many different areas. But if money is a trigger, just take a moment to ask what that is that's triggering you. What are those emotions that are coming up and why? And that many, many people and many couples struggle when talking about budget and talking about, now you have to work through it. Oh yeah. And it takes time. And the more you talk about it and the more you recognize it, it it gets easier to talk about, but it it doesn't mean like Jay and I've been married for so many years and we've talked about budget so many times and we've wrestled things out. And even now in this season, we're finding it even more challenging to cut back what we cut back. Because what Jay may want to cut back, I don't want to cut back. Yeah. And you're constantly having to compromise and do a dance. Yeah. But that's part of the journey together. You're doing that together. And it may be hard. And it's okay that it's hard. And it probably should be hard. Because if you're really budgeting, it is hard. And it's hard conversations. And you bring different backgrounds and different mindsets, different priorities. Yeah. And uh, different spending habits. Yeah. And so... um you know, that is something that we just want to give hope to people to say like, you and I, Lori, we, we don't have it together. Our, you know, people that are financial advisors, people that look like gurus, you don't know their, yep. you don't know. You totally. don't know what no. you don't know. No, you don't but know. You can't just, compare. That's yeah. right. Just keep wrestling it through and yeah. just get, get your, get those open conversations happening, not just yeah. about the money, but what's actually happening emotionally when you talk about it and why you're feeling that way. Yeah. And even as you and I are talking about, we're realizing as we're expressing this, we even realize it's not just that it goes even deeper Yeah. and let God do that journey in it. Yeah. And so, yeah, no, it's so true. It's so true. And Jay and I are definitely like bud- budgeters as well. Like we, uh, we love, well, I shouldn't say love. <laughs> we, we didn't budget for a number of years. And then, um, I don't even remember exactly how, but we came across the every dollar. Um, we have the every dollar app and we use that as our budgeting tool. And one shift that came for me that really helped both of us actually, when it came to budgeting was that, um, it talks about like, make your money work for you. Yes. Like get your money, like spend your money and make it work for you as opposed to it ruling you. Right. And there's never enough and you can't seem to use it for what you want to use it for because there's not never enough there. Make your money work for you and, and put every doll, give every single dollar a job, every Mm -hmm. single dollar, give it a job. And so when we started to think about it that way. I don't know, something switched for both of us. And all of a sudden the budget didn't feel like a restraint anymore. It actually felt like freedom. And it actually felt like, no, we are, we are choosing to put this much on this and we can have everything that we want. We just can't have it all at one time. And Mm -hmm. so we're going to choose to use it this way based on, you know, our priorities and and coming together. But, um, I know for couples money is often a very stressful issue especially if, you know, you have a lot of debt and money is a stressor in your house. And often because we bring two different money styles together, you know, a usually, you know, a husband and wife both have very different styles, very different upbringings, very different thoughts and needs around money. And so when you're trying to figure all that out together, it can be very explosive. Um, but, but I agree with you, Rhonda, like, you know, I just encourage you if you're listening to get help, if you need help. Yes. Um, you know, there's lots of great online tools and, uh, the every dollar, look it up. It's fantastic. It's a free app. Um, and it just helps you to, uh, budget all your money, every, put every dollar somewhere, give it a job 
and um, yeah, work on your debt reduction, all that stuff. But reach out to a professional too, if you need to, like it's, it's worthy because this is a stressor that's robbing you. And um, yeah, it doesn't have to, like it doesn't have to. So, and there's hope on the other side. Like there's hope. You don't have to stay where you are today. And I know, you know, Jay and I definitely like it's something you have to keep revisiting, keep talking about, keep it open. And I, you know, you were talking about um, some of the keys and those are fantastic. And I know for Jay and I, a lot has also been cash. Because, you know, it's harder to spend money. Like you're giving a money job. You're giving every dollar a job. Exactly. And it's harder to spend money that you see. And so sometimes even putting away wow. your credit cards, <laughs> your debit cards, if you're so out wow. of control with spending, you know, using cash is a really powerful, powerful wow. tool. Once you set up your budget. Do you guys use only cash? Yes. Wow. Except for, Okay. On those extra little purchases, or if I'm not sure, oh, if you want to buy okay. shoes, um, I'm saying shoes. that other than but the I mean, shoes. But I mean, yes. no, but oh, but absolutely. Legit, so every like every you, you've got envelopes or whatever, yes. and you put everything, yes. you set it all up in in cash. Yes. So when you go to the grocery store, you're paying in cash. Yes. Wow. Because it's harder to wow. spend money that you see. Yeah. Right. And then you're kind of like, I've got $50 with me. You're not going to add all those extra things on your cart. Wow. You're not going to be quick to do that. When it's just your debit card, you're like, oh, that's just an extra 10 bucks. It is. You do that like four times a week. Oh my goodness. But so cash is really, really important. I know Jay is like, Jay's a way better budgeter than I am. I've had to learn from Jay. I've had to grow in that. And he's been really good to continually like address it with me, talk to me about it. And, uh, we've had to work that out in our marriage cause we did bring different and different emotions come with money too. Yeah. And so, um, but that's the thing. You don't have to be behind. You can actually move forward. Yeah. And as you have to tighten things, it's never easy. It's never easy to tighten. Well, maybe for some people it is, but for me, it's no, I don't it's never it easy. No, and the more no, expensive life gets no. or job no. changes yeah. or lifestyle and one, yeah. of, one of your spouses may be sick yeah. and all of a sudden you've got half the income yep. or you've lost an income, job, yeah. job related. So, you know, it's never, ever easy to tighten a budget. No. It's never easy to change your lifestyle, but it can be done Yeah, and you can work it out together. And yeah. as long as you just keep having open communication about it, and you try to get on the same page as much as possible, it there's hope. Yeah. There's hope for it. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's really helpful. That's really good advice, Rhonda. I appreciate that so much. Listen, if you're listening and you're struggling with finances and want some advice, you want some help, I'm just gonna put this out there. My husband is amazing. When I'm talking about budgeting, I I'm the one that he has to keep in line the most. But Jay is a financial advisor and he is wonderful. And so you can reach out to me privately on my Facebook page or message me or at my email and I'd be happy, happy to put you in contact with Jay and he'd love to be able to help you. That's great. I think that's awesome, Rhonda. Honestly, Jay's our financial advisor. We so appreciate, you know, what he's been able to help us with. And so I think that's fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Just a free little plug there, Jay. Love you. There you you. go. That's right. We love Jay. I know. I feel like it's something we don't talk about very often with people because you're very conscious of that. It's a very private thing. It's a personal thing. And especially in the church circle, that's not the place or the time to be able to, you know, to talk about that unless someone asks. But listening today, because we're talking about money, that is something Jay is so passionate about and does teach about that if it is something. Just thought I'd put a little plug in for him because he's just fantastic. Honestly, I think that's so great. I mean, he teaches courses on it. He's very, very knowledgeable and proficient and very loving and not, not judgmental and very kind and practical. Like he'll, like you can actually make a difference. Like it, it, it you can feel overwhelmed, but things can change. That's things right. can change. And so, and sometimes you just have to ask for help. That's right. I love that. Thanks yeah. for sharing that Rhonda. Appreciate that. It. 
Well, I think that's it for today. That was a great conversation. It was about a money, good one. Yeah. Talking about money and all that comes with it. And yeah, so we just want you to know today that there's more in you than you could realize. And you are worthy of love. Thank you for listening to the Awakening Moments podcast today. Like or subscribe to our podcast and share it with your friends. Follow us on Instagram at Lori Boucher and Rhonda.Corto. May you be awakened to the moments that matter the most.